Welcome to Techno and Travel, the podcast of Tunes and Wings. My name is Sabine Spätling and today I'll take you on a journey of Irina and Roxy. The two girls founded the platform Rave Up Glück, which should become something like a trip advisor for techno festivals, where techno lovers around the globe can find and rate techno festivals. And for this purpose, they are traveling around the world to explore the festival this planet has to offer. Enjoy! All right, um, Irina and Roxy, welcome to our podcast interview. You are currently on the other side of the world. I'm in Berlin. You are in Australia. Welcome. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so, um, beginning of the year, you founded the platform Raverglück, which should be, yeah, which should become something like a trip advisor for techno festivals, where techno lovers around the globe can find and rate your festivals. And right now, you're, um, as I said, in Australia on the road since April. And currently, you told me before, at festival number 30 out of 50 and country number 19. Wow! <laughs> where, yeah. does your, where does your... Very well done research. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> that also sounds crazy to us, actually. Like, even we did it, but sometimes we're actually wondering how we actually did it. <laughs> yes. I think a lot of yes. people are wondering um, where is actually your your festival love come from. I mean, to to plan a trip like this, um, you post your jobs, um, and and yeah, this is really a huge thing you planned, and there really needs to be a big love behind. So, where does the festival love come from? Um, so I would say, um, I mean, Roxy's from Berlin, obviously, you know, uh, just probably you're born there and then you love techno or something. Um, for me, it was different. I, a lot of years in my life, uh, I just partied to other music. But then when I got to know Roxy about five years ago, she actually took me to the first uh, techno party. And I remember the first minutes I was like, what is this music? Like, how am I supposed to move to that? I have no idea. But then by the end of the evening, I figured it out and I uh, enjoyed it so much. Uh, so we kept on partying and at some point she took me to a festival. And I was like, man, this is like the best thing ever. It's just uh, incredible. Like all these people coming together and having fun and, you know, staying in front of a DJ and everybody kind of like on the same wave and same kind of spirit. So we just fell in love with it. And eventually with like thinking about what are our hobbies and um, what cool thing we should do in our life. Uh, if we put it all together, kind of, uh, you know, as cooking uh, one dish, you put all the ingredients together and then something great comes out. And that was the idea of Forever Glue. Yeah, I mean, I took Irina to the dark side, but I didn't expect <laughs> that she would es es actually escalate the way she, she was like, okay, sit down. I'm telling you what we do. What we do is we're going to travel the world and go to 50 techno festivals every weekend. One, I was like, all right, sounds like a joke, but you actually mean it. Yeah, and then we started doing it. Actually, it's a deep passion. It's a deep passion for the music and for the events because the events are very special, uh, bringing people together, uniting people. So there's a really cool spirit normally. Yeah. It can be, so, yeah. it can become a parallel world, like a better community than the one we have in a society with many rules and judgment and other con conventions that 
make you feel worse and not better. And not every festival achieves that, of course. We've seen better and worse ones. But, for example, now the first one we attended here in Australia um, was a different kind of um, spirit and festival. Um, more go upside trance, so music-wise a bit different, but we wanted to give it a try and explore, explore something new music-wise. And, yeah, it's, they managed actually to have a really cool community spirit, for example. Yeah, I also, I mean, I, I traveled some festivals as well this year, and obviously not this year only, but <laughs> this year especially. And yeah, I also had the feeling that, um, yeah, of course, techno is connecting people worldwide without any doubt. Um, but also that um, spirituality becomes a great part of festivals, maybe to, yeah... Um, To, to strengthen that feeling about experiencing something together, do you also have the feeling that this is the case? Yeah, um, yeah so I would say especially um, uh, Dragon Dreaming, uh, you know, the last festival I went to um, in Australia here, it was actually not like nothing we knew uh, before, nothing like what we've experienced before, because, you know, some uh, festivals do have some spirituality and um, I'm, I'm sorry, we just, <laughs> we're just in the restaurant right now being kicked out to another table. So I'm sorry, guys. Um, yeah, anyways, the, the I think it depends on the organizational team and... Um, some some festivals uh, for them it's important to give a stage to mm -hmm. people and to give the possibility to dance and that's it. Um, some festivals, let's say, they're quite on the other side, like with all the workshops and stuff. And um, what we had with Dragon Dreaming was like 100% of, um, you know, really paying attention to spirituality, to oneness of the people. Starting with the opening ceremony where like all the festival guests come together and they burn some really cool, I don't know, like leaves herbs. and stuff, herbs. And then you um, get like a blessing from it. Exactly, right. to attract good spirits and stuff. And then you have a huge... Um, Uh, variety of workshops you can do so we did some meditation and uh, mindfulness workshops but also you know like fun stuff hula hoop or whatever stuff like that <laughs> um, you can get some flying massage which is like a combination between aqua yoga and massage which some guys were just doing there because they have to practice and stuff like that and uh, yeah obviously a lot of things uh, like uh, also yoga and um, meditation is a great focus on that so um, it's like, a, you know, a big part now which we have learned to appreciate, having experienced it. Um, now I realize how cool it is. And if, like, certain festivals don't always have that, I like, for me as a person, I would miss that. Yeah, it's also th th this kind of festival puts more emphasis and focus upon yourself and your journey in the in the community with the people more socializing and not only on the DJ playing there like behind the decks so it's 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 a cool focus and uh, the leave no trace mentality that we saw for example at this um, festival in Australia was also really cool we've been to some German festivals that we really like and we had quite some fun but it was super sad to leave the venue at the camping ground and yeah. see that people leave everything behind and they don't care and I mean 
there are couches think, and you know tents and yeah. everything and i think there's a clear connection if you do not appreciate um the the place you're partying at you're usually also the kind of person that doesn't really appreciate other people and behaves in a very social and nice way so i think it's all together different spirit if the festival expects you to um, like respect the nature and leave no trace and all that. It, it attracts also different kind of tribe, let's yeah. say, people. Yeah, but also agree, I'd like yeah. to add that the in, in terms of like spirituality, I mean, there is definitely an impression for us that like this hot techno community is one, and we had like all kinds of situations around the world. For example, um, we were in Tel Aviv in Israel, and we were. Um, walking according to the Google instructions to the festival to get there and all of a sudden we stood on the highway and uh, we realized okay we cannot get through that so we uh, started um, we uh, went to the street and started to uh, you know try to get a taxi but it was almost impossible but what happened then was there was a guy who was also going to a festival and he saw us and he realized that we probably also want to go there because, you know, you could see the probably how we're dressed up or something. So he stopped his taxi driver and made him kind of like pick us up and take us with him. Um, so which is really nice. You know, people just kind of hold on to each other and help each other in different situations. And this is something really beautiful. Yeah, like three days later after the festival, we met him again and drank some wine and discussed... Um, these radio culture with him. It was just awesome. We just find him, or he found us and then we became friends quite easily. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for um, your words. I'm really with you. That's also what I experienced on the, on the travels with Tunes and Wings. Um, you meet the people again, no matter where on the planet and then music is connecting you or the special experience is connecting you. And um, yeah, also the leave no trace behind um, idea. I really like that. And I also have the feeling that it's growing on all the festivals and they and people really have an eye on it. And um, yeah, but now back to the beginning of your journey, take us on your inner journey before you decided to pause your job and travel to the festival world for one year. Um, yeah, what was the inner journey? Um, so, um, before I had the idea, I was really thinking for a long time, uh, what is it? What do I want to do with my life? And I have to say, I kind of changed a lot of things in my life because uh, I had a, I was in a certain position, um, but I was not really happy. So, I kind of tried to, you know, change everything which does not make me happy and kind of find what I really want to do. So, um I have to add, like Roxy and I, we were best friends for a long time already, and we were always searching for something like a project type thing to do that would fulfill us. So we would actually meet up and like uh, bake cupcakes because we were thinking <laughs> about like opening a cupcake store because we obviously look like two broke girls and stuff like that. But you know, we never had the uh, idea which would convince us to 100% because. So there would be something with it. For example, you know, baking cupcakes, you just have to stand there and be there like in a store for like hours and hours. So, and it's not our thing. We're very dynamic. We'll have to travel, you know, we'll have to move around the place and stuff. So it was not quite like persuading. So um, we were searching and searching and searching. And at some point, um, yeah, just kind of 
know, I was looking uh, outside the window on a train ride and kind of thinking about, again, like, what is this cool thing I want to do? And then the hobbies came together. And it's like, for me, the ultimate formula, if you try to, you know, think of what you really love and put it together and search for a niche, I realized that I love to go to festivals, but I'm always annoyed by the searching process. I always go to the same events I already know. I can't, you know, if I want to find something, it costs you a lot of time and there is no review. So it's not like, you know, um, hotels, bars, restaurants, which always, um, you know, have review of the community. It doesn't exist for techno festivals. And this is when it lighted up and I was like, oh my gosh, this is the niche that we can cover. This is why we built the, um, the website also, um, yeah. where you can not only have the quantitative uh, information, but the qualitative also. Because, you know, if a lot of people went to the festival and they say it's great, then it's probably great. So this is what is missing today. And this is what we're really happy to, uh, to cover. Yeah. Great idea. Yeah. <laughs> and to bring attention to that, of course, um, the uh, journey around the world is helpful. But also I have to say, as we're thinking, a journey around the world was one of the options always. But we're not the type of people who wake up and say, you know, to, today I go north. Like, we do need some type of red, how do you say that? Uh, the, 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 like, a, like a mission, like a plot <laughs> that you say, I am on a mission and uh, I'm not only like looking at the sky every day. I mean, we do look at the sky a lot more now, but, you know, um, just to have a mission to accomplish. Yeah. I must say my inner journey or inner conviction was a bit, let's say, belated because... Um, when Irina told me about the idea, uh, I noticed that I'm really excited about it, but I also struggled because I did like the stool study program and I moved from Berlin to Stuttgart, which is not something you uh, usually do. Um, <laughs> Actually, so, the other way around. Huh? <laughs> right. So I was, uh, with 19, I moved into a society that had pretty straightforward standards of what is... Um, what is something you should accomplish in life and what is important. And I was, I kind of managed to do that at a young age because of the, the study program. Then you start your proper job and all that. And you kind of get the feeling that you're on the right track according to society. But whenever you question it yourself, people are like, hey, why would you leave your job or something like that? You're already achieving what others want. But, so I was a bit hesitating when I really had the idea because it is kind of crazy. And I, I thought <laughs> maybe what would my boss, the boss's thing, or I, w I wasn't worried about my parents, but like work-wise, what if they do not approve our sabbatical? What if, what if, what if? And then I realized it's kind of bullshit to think that way because it's not about what they think and if I uh, adjust everything out according to their likes, I would never live the life that I actually want to live. So after maybe two weeks, um, after Arena um, pitched this idea for the first time, I was in and we started working on, on, the, on the entire process. And Irina had a balcony door, like a glass door, and we put all kind of post-it on it and right side was... <laughs> to do and left side was accomplished so we met up um, two to three times uh, a week whenever possible and worked on all the different tasks and tried to move everything from right to left to get started I say. it was a crazy time i mean um this idea uh, sounds crazy and it is not easy like really to kind of break out and 
you know, you do have a lot of risks. Like we took a loan from the bank and, you know, you have the judgmental society around you. Yes. Like not everybody understands what's going on and stuff like that. But you know for yourself, this is the right thing you've always wanted to do. And this is a crazy process. So I have to say, I also often like um, body wise, you're going to often feel kind of dizzy because you think okay i you know i've been searching for this one idea for so long and now it's yeah. there and i'm preparing to do it is this really happening is this really happening you know yeah. so it's like a really crazy process and what's yeah. the to me it struck me that this is the weirdest contradiction because you think that you leave your comfort zone <laughs> to get somewhere but what you actually do is you get out of a hammock which is not your extra comfort zone because you know it's not the fulfilling life that you want for yourself so right now we are actually in our comfort zone it's risky but it's we wake up in the morning with a smile on our face so now what you would actually say it's a comfort zone because you're super happy with what you're doing in yourself so it's just like we were leaving the current situation to reach a really cool Uh, yeah, new zone. And apparently, sorry, we sometimes talk a lot. <laughs> apparently, um, a lot of people have the same kind of problem. They're struggling with the thought that they don't really love what they're doing and they're thinking about what is it that I love to do. And either they don't have the idea, or we talk also to a lot of people who have the idea, but they don't have enough courage. That's what they also say themselves. I don't have enough courage to, you know, start the process and, like, do the first steps and uh, go all the way. Um, and it, So it's amazing. I mean, it's an amazing process. And now being here, it's just, you know, every day you realize it was the best decision of your life. And uh, it makes us very happy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, no, no one will ever regret dying that you didn't spend enough time in your office. <laughs> Yeah, this is really beautiful. And what would you recommend to people that are just starting something? Um, when there, of course, there come some down times where you don't that where you're not that motivated anymore. Um, what did you push through that down times? I have uh, a recommendation, which is kind of funny, but it's also very true. Watch a Gary Vee video on YouTube <laughs> to set to set your priorities straight and to remind yourself that in order to get something from what you're doing, earn money, be successful, you yeah. just have to work, not complaining, get your shit together. Yeah. So there is no reason why you stop being motivated or stop comparing yourself to others and yeah, yeah just what you have and what you do and just don't leave room for nonsense worrying yeah great i would say the, the the hardest part is probably for a lot of people really to find this one thing and i think it's been like in every country in all ages like so hard i mean if you're 17 18 19 years old how are you supposed to know what you want to do your whole life long yes especially today in our world which is so dynamic so fast um you know developing and there are so many new things always so i don't know my personal advice would be just not to stop searching and as soon as you have this one um, idea where you really feel in your stomach kind of in, in your heart that this is your thing um start to work hard and don't get upset that easier or you know of course there are always obstacles in the way but um yeah as i said i mean 
we have a good life anyway, yeah. so we're not allowed to get like too easily, uh, you know, like upset or anything. I mean, we don't have a world war and going or I don't know, like the problems like other generations had to fight with. So we're actually doing really good. So just have to kind of, you know, stay stay on it and stay stubborn and hardworking. Actually, yeah. um, some good advice that we just kind of recently internalized is um, this mindfulness part. Because mm -hmm. being on the journey and we have met, like, everything you see, all of social media, the entire logistics website, it's a two-women show. So we do all of it. We don't have no one that supports us doing anything. So we do all of it. And this means you have a zillion things on your mind the entire day that you cannot forget. You cannot forget to check in. You cannot forget to the festival ticket you cannot forget to edit the movie you cannot forget to publish everything according to the best time on social media so your mind is crazy packed and crowded full of thoughts and you are in a great country in that very same moment when your mind is just rushing through thoughts and this means your entire life in that moment passes by because you're not conscious at all you're not yeah. mindful at all you're in your head and you don't even see the house the people You, you don't notice anything walking through the city or the country. And that's what we now in the second half, on the second half of the journey, we try to change that also as good as we can. We still need to be in our mind to get our shit down. Hmm. But we still try to have like special like windows of time where we do that. And the rest was just like, wow, this house is really blue and I'm going to appreciate yeah. it. It's fucking blue. And just do it this way. Yeah. And sometimes it's only a shift of where you draw your attention to, right? Sometimes it's not really something you really have to do, but just remind yourself of seeing things in a different way. And that already helps, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's yeah, reminding yourself that um, what we just learned at the workshop, Irina mentioned also again, Life is a series of single moments, and if you miss half of them, you've missed half your life, and that's the true. Case. Absolutely true. So, um, yeah, finally, how did you then pick your route and festivals? Cool. <laughs> um, so, actually, different factors have to be considered. Um, first of all, we wanted to have a good mix of popular and less popular yeah, festivals, yeah. because we think bigger and smaller festivals can be charming. Uh, we wanted to have like some fancier uh, events, some more uh, nature-based uh, or underground events. Then it had to make sense geographically, so we cannot just fly back and forth between different continents. Mm -hmm. we took, I mean, we, we made some decisions that were costly. We went to Japan for a week, but overall we tried to, um, to find a route that makes sense. And uh, what else did we consider? Uh, yeah, we did at least one techno stage because we focus on techno, but we're not saying that any other uh, style of electronic music should be ignored. So we always try new stuff, but we focus on techno as this is our favorite style. And I mean, even in techno, there's a zillion different um, styles uh, again. So at yeah. least one techno stage was another factor. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was a crazy process because there are just like a zillion festivals and uh, so many great events where we would love to go. And I'm sure since we continue our project now, we will eventually, you know, try to fill it all up and, you know, get further and further in our list. But um, yeah, for one year, imagine you have like more or less 50 festivals you can 
make in one year and then you start choosing and then i mean this geographical thing is just it's just crazy so we did end up like going to japan all the u.s like all in a row and stuff like that but it was okay it was fine and we we made it and we still enjoyed it especially the contrast and which festivals (laughs) and countries are on your list um to go you mean like in front of us on the in total (laughs) so for the websites, so far we have collected about 300 festivals, techno festivals. Mm-hmm. So this means if you want to go to an EDM festival, which is only EDM, you wouldn't find it on the website. But if yeah. it's a mixed festival with techno EDM, for example, you would find it. Yeah. And um, it's really exciting. Every, every day we open up our Instagram account and see um, DJs posting their next steps and yeah. their next stops. And literally every day we find new festivals that we never heard of yeah. and then we take a look at the lineup and literally everyone of the scene that's big right now is playing at the festival and we're like holy shit i mean we do research for over a year now yeah. we already know 300 of them yeah. and then it's just new every day it's crazy yeah. so it's a continuous process yeah, and yeah. I mean the one that are that are on your list while traveling. So out yeah, of the the fifty uh, fifty. Yeah, so it's kind of easy to remember it that way. Uh, we were or we're still moving along with the uh, fe- with the uh, festival season, and obviously mm-hmm. as we had summer in Europe, the festival season was there. So this is where we went to to a lot of festivals in Europe, but also Japan and US. And now, starting in the second half of our year, which is like autumn in uh, Europe, and then up until the end of March 2019, uh, we are uh, in the southern part of Earth, where the festival season is right now. So we started in Australia, then we go to Vietnam, then we come back to Australia, then we come back to Southeast Asia, and then roughly starting on in January, we will be in Latin America. So Costa Rica, Peru, nice. Panama, stuff like that. So yeah. this weekend we go to Strawberry, Strawberry Fields, which nice. is a popular festival here in Australia. Then we go to Quest in Vietnam, come back for Subsonic in Australia. And we have uh, another two stops before New Year's, Wonder Fruit in Thailand. And then we go to like, kind of an underground jungle rave thing in Cambodia. Mm-hmm. And yeah. spend New Year's in Vietnam at the Episode Festival, which is supposed to be very good. There's going to be a lineup released also in two days that we're excited to see. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, for the beginning yeah, of next America. year, we have some gaps that we hope we can fill. Yeah. Um, to have as many festivals as possible in the end. But there is not something going on every weekend, um, which is kind of close, so we have to see what we can do. Yeah, yeah. there is one on my list uh, beginning of the year, which I already wanted to attend last year. It's called Envision Festivals in Costa Rica. This is yeah. really a beautiful one. Mm-hmm. I wish I could yeah. go there uh, someday. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't on our list, but I'm not sure right now. I don't know by heart why we don't have it at the current planning. Probably because it takes place in the same yeah. weekend or something else, which yeah. is pretty much the you know the challenges of our life. Because but it's also Costa Rica, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because we go to um, Ocaso now. Exactly. We are uh, at the beginning of January, the first weekend of the new year. Uh, we're going to be in Costa Rica too for Ocaso, and we're excited about that. Yeah, but as I said, it was actually funny because, uh, you know, especially in Europe, they're like literally, I, I remember this one weekend, the second weekend of August, it was 
I felt like it was the only weekend this year because, you know, every festival was on that weekend. And we were trying to, like, mm -hmm. run our route and then we'll discover new festivals took uh, at the date and it was always the same date and i'm like they gotta be kidding me we cannot like divide ourselves into like 50 parts you know to be able to go everywhere yeah. but yeah as i said uh, luckily we will not stop after uh, the end of the journey like uh, after the end of the official journey so one by one um i hope we can one day say we got them all yeah and what up to now what are your top three highlights um either in terms of sets or in terms of experiences or yeah travel insights you gathered so i would say after the last weekend uh in terms of experience dragon dreaming has uh, literally like bumped everybody else yes. <laughs> out and moved to the first place just because you know um it's a great place to be but also like in terms of contrast um As I said, it was such an amazing event and it was, there was just so much love from the organizational team, from the people, the mindset, the spirit. So um, they did a lot of things right and all of that contributed to the fact that it was just an incredible spirit. And it's combined both um, a beautiful location, like natural location. Mm. It was in the bush in Australia. There was a small sea. It was beautiful and plainly beautiful the Australian nature and they also build up the stages and the tents with so much love to detail and they really did this for you for the guests they wanted you to have the best experience sometimes festivals think because the location is nice itself I'm just gonna build up a stage to have a stage but I don't really care what it looks like mm -hmm. and there the main stage was the fire stage and they built a dragon out of wood and like uh, red, different red types fabric pieces and it's insane, it looked like they worked on it for half a year, it was so mm. detailed and so nice yeah. and they always yeah, took the extra mile to amaze you yeah. then uh, music wise I would still say for the real techno lovers, Detroit uh, movement um, stays really on top um, They had five stages and we really had the problem that the lineup was so good that we didn't know where to go all the time because amazing acts were playing simultaneously. Um, a wonderful build-up. So it's like literally, if you've ever been to Detroit, they have the city center, which is like this plaza um, right where the river is, where you can basically look on the other side and see Canada waving at you. And uh, what they do for the festival is they put a fence and like this whole area of the center is then the festival venue. And they build up those five stages very good so that the sound doesn't really interfere. So you never have like the problem, you know, like sometimes to be like suboptimal um, sound system or something. So it's really, really well done. So there's not a lot of decoration or anything. But because, like, the way how the festival is built and the central place with, like, all the stuff you can eat there and chill at the river and whatever. So it still has an amazing spirit and people were also super nice. I think um, a third highlight was kind of um, the Deckmantel Festival. It's uh, not exactly in Amsterdam. It's near Amsterdam. And the special of this festival is also the lineup because... Uh, we had the chance to uh, get to know so many great DJs that we didn't know before because they just handpicked the DJs. The lineup has also big names, but usually the big names play slightly different than usual. So it's always really exciting also to 
hear something like God's Heart playing, yeah. a very special set for Deckmantel. Yeah, it's, the opening uh, set, oh my gosh. I'm yeah, really it's in Amsterdam, the Bos, it's called, so a forest near Amsterdam. And the community was there was also great. So I, we also like this festival because it gave a special music um, yeah, experience. But then I have to say it's a really tough question, huh? because yeah, 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 <laughs> I of mean, <laughs> um, there are only like every festival has pretty much its own positive and negative sides to it. So, um, yeah. Yeah. So for everybody who wants to know more, uh, we have a weekly uh, column uh, in German, um, unfortunately, in the FaceMag magazine online, uh, where we will be reporting about each festival we go to weekly. So one festival a week. And uh, so everyone who wants to see more details in written can find it there. Or our YouTube channel reveals uh, actually a lot of details as an after movie, but then also the written text below with all the details uh, to each and every festival. So everybody's welcome to look at, take a look at that and then let us know if uh, anybody has any questions. We're yeah, happy to, to answer. And people can also contribute with their um, opinion about festivals on your website, right? Absolutely, more, they uh, totally like a should. community rating, yeah. Very, very important. Yeah, it's exactly. super easy. You register with your email address and the password. It's like a minute, maybe, if you take your time. Yeah. And then you can scroll down. And um, we actually did a survey before we started the website to identify the most important um Yeah, the most important needs and demands you have when you go to a festival venue. And we identified them, and among them are lineups, sound, food, drinks, showers, all that. It's and, also kept simple, yeah. but, you know, uh, we really want to encourage everybody to contribute and uh, just give their opinion officially on our website because... Um, of course, it makes it easier for everybody else to make decisions for the next festival season and uh, see what was good and, you know, where, where do I go next? Yeah, you just choose a star, like any star evaluation from one to five, as you know from other platforms, and you have a comment um, also where you can share something that cannot be shared with a, let's say, a yeah. star review. So, yeah, so this is one big part, uh, the, rate, the rating of the festivals, but we also encourage uh, everybody to use our website to get inspired. What I mean by that is, you know, it's really techno festivals. If you like techno festivals, they are all gathered there. All you need to do is think of a country you always wanted to visit. Go to, you know, filter, say, pick up whatever, Costa Rica. And then you see what takes place when. And, you know, we hope that as many people on Earth as possible make the same wonderful experiences we were lucky to make, uh, make this year and combine amazing time, get to know the country, get to know the wonderful people, and go to a festival and enjoy this atmosphere. Absolutely. And, um, like, I mean, you're traveling the world, you're meeting inspiring people, you're getting to know new cultures. What is the most important thing on your travels you learned so far? <laughs> It's a brief. <laughs> That's true, though. Yeah. Uh, just breathe. I mean, okay, so breathing sense uh, in terms of um, also giving time, in terms of mindfulness, in terms of... Actually, we've learned it just the other day again that, um, you know, the, be, like living mindful, being somewhere means uh, be present in this moment and realizing what you're doing because otherwise, because it's important, otherwise you provoke 
don't live your life but just worried about your future or your past. So, um, and the easiest way to do it, because, I mean, it's really hard because our mind is just constantly, like, uh, telling us to do that or to do this and think of that and to do, you know, whatever. So, obviously, the easiest way to come back to the moment is just to pay attention to your breathing because breathing is, like, also a friend that's always going to be there because if you want it or not, you'll continue breathing until you die. So... You know, if you hear yourself breathe and just, you know, come back to it and look around, realize where you are, what you're doing right now, it's really good. Yeah, I mean, it sounds uh, super spiritual and I'm not sure what we would have thought of um, sentences like these when we still had our corporate jobs. But this is what you really learn on this journey. When we think back to Edinburgh in April, this was our first festival, um, it, it doesn't feel like we were different people. But it definitely feels like we uh, made lots of way, let's say, to arrive, like at like to be the person yeah. who we actually are and want to become. Yeah. And uh, when we meet friends now, our family that are in their normal rushing routine and tell us about, for example, a friend said, uh, "Yes, I really want to invest more time to find what I really like doing and then make a decision for my long-term life to be better." But in my free time right now, I really need time to distract myself and just chill. And I don't want to work on my new work, let's say. And um, for us, this is really, it became quite strange to hear that because we are so aware that you don't have time, like not even a single day to keep doing what you're doing without at the same time at least looking for an alternative and doing yeah. something for it. Yeah, because every day is, uh, you know... Uh the first day of the rest of your life so it's just a pity to spend it doing stuff you hate and a lot of people do that and another thing i have to add is um what we've also learned kind of because i mean we're on the road for seven and a half months now we have made a lot of experiences uh majorly because it's so intense we're like really one week in a country and then we keep on going um but i think for me personally what i did not kind of see that way before the journey is You know, everybody says life is a journey and it sounds like it's like one time thing. So like if you do something wrong, then, you know, that's it. But it's not true. So what we've learned is to see life as a continuous journey. So those are like single parts which you go through. Exactly. So like this is this also helping. For example, if we're living in one place and we really loved it, we're not sad because we know this chapter is over, but the new chapter starts and it's probably going to be at least as awesome as the last one. So if you look at life like that and see it as, you know, a continuous uh, journey consisting out of chapters, which are all cool, you're probably not going to be depressed or sad or anything. Yeah, regret or worry about... Yeah, absolutely. And also, I mean, this is very typical German complaining about things. <laughs> but um, True. Yeah, but um, I mean, like, also, that's what I experienced. So I totally agree to everything you just said, um, because I also was traveling a lot um, this summer. Um, many different countries, many different parties, festivals, whatever. And people just said, so what are your routines? How do you, how did you like manage um, being mindful? And I mean, the, the funny thing is that you actually just need yourself <laughs> to be mindful. Mm -hmm. and to yeah. Be, yeah. It, it's just be yourself. So it's just a switch Absolutely. of where you put your thoughts um, into or 
yeah, how do you react to something? So it's actually quite easy, although it's so hard. <laughs> but I must, yeah. I must admit, it made me like back then. In, I, I also tried to meditate before we went on this journey, and I learned stuff about mindfulness. But I didn't get it, to be honest. In my life back then, it made me kind of aggressive when someone told me, you are not your thoughts, you are not your feelings. And I was like, of course I am. I mean, if I think about it, it means that it bothers me and I should think about it to figure out the right solution. So I didn't get the solo appro approach of you're not your mind. I was like, of course I'm my mind. And it's mm. kind of good to be your mind because your personality kind of consists of yeah. your thoughts and your feelings and how you behave. And I didn't get it, and I thought maybe this is something, some people agree to it, and some people just don't agree to it. Mm -hmm. But now, with what I learned on the journey, I'm like, holy shit, I've been so wrong. Yeah. And this is, for example, if you leave, if you uh, want to catch the bus, and you miss it because you're too late, and you're angry, you can choose yes. not to be angry about yeah. it. Yeah. It's a decision. That you, can, you, make, you cannot yeah. change that you missed the bus, but you can change how you feel about it and this how is meant you by that. you're not your mind I was yeah. like this is actually working and it's great because I stopped wasting time on negative reactions that I don't need to have yeah, yeah. and you can I mean, influence I the situation anyways yeah right it's just also you know you need it I, I don't want like to like anybody to have also the wrong impression it's not like we're sitting there and looking in the sky all day long we're working really a lot and we're still very German efficient and everything. Oh, yeah, really, like sometimes we would just not leave the apartment all day long because we got so much stuff to do, as you know we mentioned before. But the thing is, to keep this balance, it's just really important to also be like um, content with you and you yourself, and realize that the hard work you're doing, you know, it's very rewarding. Feel good about yourself and stuff like that so it's it's not like you always need the balance and only complaining about stuff is not going to help anyone yeah i mean we yeah. work a lot and when we don't work we really try our best not to work and live yeah that's true so, at the end the work yeah. with you right now is just so much fun that to be honest like sometimes like 10 hours pass and i'm like what? what where did the what yeah. did this happen really because you just get so lost in and then you, you feel right that you really took the right thing for you also yesterday exactly. i worked on a new home page for my website and then it mm -hmm. was like three hours gone and yeah it felt like 20 minutes and i think this yeah, is like really the if you if you have that feeling that time is passing so fast you really then you're doing something right yes <laughs> really absolutely. Yeah. absolutely so right now you're living in there now <laughs> or also do you have ideas for the upcoming year what is the future for rayback look yeah uh we are going to do basically the same we're doing now but we're going to have a home. Yay! <laughs> you know, right now we're officially homeless and uh, we kind of travel the world um, and are always on the road and keep on going, which and is everyone, also... Everything is super restricted. Like yeah. we have this, it's actually a secret list that we have of stuff we're going to buy when we come back. <laughs> like super heavy cotton sweaters i'm like gonna have boots stuff. i'm gonna have boots and i'm gonna have like a jeans jacket and stuff like yeah, that because you know we cannot jacket. we just cannot cannot do it right now because we have uh, our backpacks and everything what's in there is what you have to carry and uh yeah it's how it works like so our would be yeah our our like clothes is very uh thought through and stuff like that so 
um, at the end, you know, it's it's wonderful. I mean, it's very refreshing, and we feel uh, amazing. We know exactly we have only those things in the backpack, and that's it. You don't have to worry about it. You don't have a lot of problems picking your outfit. You know, it's it's just all easy. But of course, at some point, you start missing home, and uh, this is why we want to integrate a home base um, starting in April, and then we will go to one, two, maybe three. We'll see <laughs> festivals a month to basically do the same, the review to bring our community um, the picture of how the festival was based on our authentic uh, impressions. Yeah, I, we we will. Um continuously work on the website to keep it up to date to add more information and then let's see because everything is possible uh, we're open for any kinds of ideas that help the community with the festival content and ideas we have yeah. we can also imagine to cover more festivals that at some point we have kind of ambassadors yeah. so that we can cover more of them with the Rayback look mentality yeah. and so yeah exactly that was also the plan to maybe get at least one person on board as soon as we get back to Germany um, so we're going to be growing and uh, continue to live Some festivals are already planned, so we still want to have a good mixture and also like um, show people good stuff. So I think we are going for sure uh, to not only German festivals next year, but also Albania and Belgium are on the list already, even though the planning just started. So there's a exciting and bright future ahead, Ho hopefully. <laughs> Sounds we're working on it. Really, absolutely. And uh, yeah, let me know if I can support you in anything. I would love to share your festival reports also on my website because I think it's a great fit um, traveling the world, diving into different techno scenes also come with festivals, of course. So um, yeah, I really like Thank what you you're so doing. Thank you so much. Congratulations on the stuff you did. It's really a fantastic thing. And I think the platform is really enriching the techno world. And yeah. Thank you so much. We're always happy to hear feedback, actually any, any kind of feedback, but of course, uh, very happy to hear your warm words. <laughs> all right girls thank you so much for all your insights for all your beautiful words and the point of view you're having and um, I'm really excited what the year for you or what the rest of the year will bring for you I'm really excited about the festivals you're going to travel till um, April and yeah let's keep in touch and um, for all of the listeners who now want to reach out to your channels um, give us an overview about how they can reach your channels so it's reiberglück.com on the one side right yeah but yeah exactly so they want to uh, uh, as we said rate or find festivals then it would be the website and if there are any Uh, information for us so if you know if anybody wants to have a conversation about whatever then the best way would be uh, Instagram and uh, email so you can also find the email in the Instagram or in the website the contact email right. so in general we have a YouTube channel this is where we put our blogs for every festival we attend and DJ interviews so this is for other people that are really interested in the footage that we film And probably also want to get to know some DJs a bit more because we interviewed quite a lot now. Um, the website, as Irina said, find and write festivals. And then if you want to know more about the journey, it's Facebook and Instagram. Um, although, of course, Insta stories especially are 
uh, right now the best way to share your actual present experience, what is, uh, which is what, uh, what we do a lot. So it's uh, a lot of platforms uh, that we yeah. um, offer. But they all, you know, play an important role in their own way. So this is why we do those. Actually, we could have done more, but, you know, we also tried Snapchat and stuff, but then we realized that our community is not on it that much, so... Yeah. Yeah, so we try really to concentrate on the important platforms, and those are YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and the website. All right. Thank you, Irina. Thank you, Roxy. Um, hope to see you on one of the beautiful festivals worldwide soon. And uh, yeah, Thank you so much. We really, really hope so. Yeah, it would be great. Did you plan any like specific ones for next year already? Yes, I think I also will do an um, outlook of the year 2019 with um, some great festivals to come. Nice, um, nice. Yeah. We Next. might end up there too. Send me the list. We'll yes. go check it out. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Um, have a great time in Australia and hope to see you soon. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you so much. See you. Aren't the ladies great? So an amazing, exciting journey they are currently on. And if you would like to have a look at their website and contribute with your opinion about the festivals that are listed there, just have a look on ravaglück.com. And yeah, also feel free to let me know what you think about this podcast episode on the social media channels of Tunes and Wings, either Instagram, Facebook or the closed community on Facebook where you can interact with like-minded people around the globe. I'm looking forward to your feedback. Thank you very much. Rock and roll and stay tuned.